All right. Happy Monday, everybody. I don't know why I actually said that, but that's a really good icebreaker. But anyways, let's crack on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WNR, the Body Transformation Podcast. In this podcast, I pretty much can convey everything that's needed for you to transform your body by yourself. So if you listen to this podcast and you listen to all the podcasts, you actually know what takes in order to transform your physique, what, what, like what, what's needed basically in order to transform your physique. So yeah. Anyways, in today's podcast, I'm going to be covering the topic, how to maintain your physique after a transformation. Why am I actually covering this topic? Because there's a bunch load of information out there online, on Google, on social media, on how to transform your physique. What are the best fat loss foods? What are the best muscle building foods? But nobody really covers the topic on how to maintain your physique after your transformation. Why is that? Because that's pretty much the hardest bit of the transformation basically because like let's say you climb the mountain and then when you reach the top of the mountain you sit there and you go like okay what the hell you know what am i supposed to do next and that's when boredom sets in that's when the depression sets in and that's when people go like you know what i need a new hit you know so that's when they start binging that's when they start seeking for new dopamine highs etc so this podcast is extremely important if you're on a transformation journey so that you can anticipate what's next and learn how to maintain your physique after a transformation it is also really important if you already completed your transformation so that you can relate to the things and empathize with the things and spread some value to people who are interested in your journey or just for basic knowledge for yourself as well so yeah anyways let's let's crack on let me get straight to the point we don't really have a weight loss problem or Long story short, we don't really have a weight loss problem. We have a problem of how to keep the weight off after you lose a lot of weight, basically. That basically is the real problem. So, yeah. I'm going to be dividing this podcast into four sections. Section one is going to be nutrition. Section two is going to be training. Section three is going to be lifestyle. And section four is going to be tracking, which is a huge key factor for pretty much everyone out there. So, yeah. And as and when, if any upcoming sections actually do come up, then I would cover them and address them. But this is what comes in my mind when I'm actually thinking about things because I made notes about it. So yeah, let's start off with nutrition. So like, let's say you have spent like 16 to 20 weeks or even 12 weeks, or even eight weeks, how long you must have spent trying to lose all that fat off by being on a controlled calorie deficit diet, by eating vegetables at every meal, by having like a high protein intake, by pretty much having all the nutrient dense foods as possible. But then after the transformation, you go like, okay, now what? And it's easy to let go of these habits, which you accumulated in the process, which is like high protein intake, fruits and veggies at every meal and trying to eat as many nutrient dense foods as possible. And then squeezing in things that you like in a limit, in a balance, you know? So during a transformation, you address all these habits and you're since you're on the grind of it since your motivation levels are so high you ignore the internal indicators the psychological fatigue indicators which actually go like you know what enough is enough and when the transformation does finish it's easy for you to let go of those habits what is the solution in that case you want to keep up with the same habits but to a lesser degree so like let's say at the end of a fat loss diet when you keep up with all these habits you know, it's easy to let go of these habits when the transformation ends. So the solution in this case is going to be you want to go on a maintenance phase after your transformation phase. What is a maintenance phase? A maintenance phase is 
eating just enough calories at a particular activity level and at a particular exercise level so that you hold on to your current body weight. So like, let's say a hundred kilo dude, for example, needs to drop down to 80 kilos in order for him to get a six pack. So a maintenance phase would be the amount of calories he needs in order to maintain or hold on to him being at 80 kilos at that particular body fat percentage so that he can still see his abs and continue living life while he begins to cultivate the art of feeling good because the process from 100 to 80 kilos meant that he had to eat less than what he was burning whereas the process of him just simply holding on to 80 kilos means he needs to slowly and steadily increase his food intake while still keeping a steady track on his weight so that he begins to feel good he begins to feel energetic at his new body weight and this is going to happen over an extended period of time does that mean he also get rid of the basic habits which he has accumulated during the transformation like uh, for example like a high protein intake fruits and vegetables at every meal and eating more nutrient dense foods the answer is absolutely no he still needs to keep up with it but the fact that now there's more food during a maintenance phase where his calories are up higher he can begin to incorporate things that he actually likes but was restricted from during his fat loss phase the, that is the process of him going from 100 kilos to 80 kilos basically so like let's say if he enjoys eating a lot of bread he can probably squeeze in a couple of more slices of whole wheat bread during his maintenance phase where he pushes his food up but the basic habit of like consuming more nutrient-dense food still remains in check you know if he enjoys drinking a few glasses of wine on the weekend and that was taken away from him during his fat loss phase during a maintenance phase he can probably squeeze that in 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 slightly like in a higher quantity slightly but he still wants to keep the concept of squeezing in calorie dense junk foods in a limit in a balance you shouldn't avoid them but you should squeeze it in a limit because if you want to look a certain way you got to eat a certain way and if you want to eat a certain way that has to be forever like not only the process has to change your identity has to change on a deeper level as well so yeah long story short you want to keep up with the basic habits that's basically it that's what i would actually tell everybody for nutrition like with respect to their nutrition and once in a while you can eat a free meal here and there you know that's not really an issue so yeah now with respect to your physique at the end of a transformation if you want to maintain your physique if you want to improve your physique and not get fat again then you want to constantly give yourself new purposes new goals because if there's no purpose if there's no goal you're pretty much going to get really bored and that's when stupid thoughts set in and that's when you find yourself binging that's when you try and like find yourself filling that free time with like more alcohol more things which are like counterproductive so at the end of a transformation if your goal is just to simply maintain and look good and feel good at that particular body weight then you want to go in a maintenance phase where you slightly increase your food up compared to when you were in a fat loss phase and you want to live life at that particular weight because if that's if that weight correlates to happiness then by all means go ahead with it but for the serious training which i think most of y'all are you might want to give yourself like new additional goals like hey you know what right now i'm lean that means i can use more food for fuel that means i can push my training performance in the gym that means i can actually go in something known as a caloric surplus where you eat more than what you're burning in order to put on weight 
but the good kind of weight, the weight around your muscles, the weight around your arms, your shoulders, your chest, your back, your legs, your glutes, your calves. Because after a fat loss phase, it's an excellent opportunity for you to utilize pretty much every calorie that you push inside your system towards muscle growth. So if you don't want to get fat, you want to give yourself like a new purpose, which could either be maintenance or muscle building. And if it's muscle building, you can give yourself that purpose as well. But you still want to keep up with the basic habits, which is like squeezing in crappy foods in like a bit of a balance, staying in check, still ensuring that the basic habits like high protein intake, whole foods, nutrient dense foods, and meal timings, eating mindfully, etc., remain in check. It's not that you're gonna let go of it completely. So yeah, I hope that makes sense. That covers the nutrition side of things. Now, with respect to training, I'm gonna say one quote. Well, it's not really a quote. I think so. I've just made it on the fly. But the train the program that helps you retain muscle when your food is low during a fat loss phase is pretty much going to be the same program that helps you put on new muscle tissue when your food is high during a muscle building phase. Yes, there are going to be like a few subtle tweaks in your programming, but even if you don't really make those tweaks and if you stick to the same program for a beginner, which I reckon most of y'all are, then that's absolutely fine. Because if you want to look a certain way, if you want to look curvy, if you want to look lean, if you want to look toned, if you want to look strong, you want to continue training hard and you want to continue progressing in the gym. So like, let's say during a fat loss, during a fat loss phase, when your food is low, when your food is low, like uh, your nutrients are low, it makes more sense to not really chase training performance inside the gym, but just simply hold on to your training performance, just simply maintain your training performance, because that's going to ensure that you hold on to your muscle mass while the calorie deficit, the diet is going to ensure that you lose most of your weight from fat. Whereas, at the end of a diet, during a maintenance phase, you can begin, you can begin to focus on increasing your training performance because then your focus should not be on how I look, but it should be more upon how I perform. Because increasing performance in the gym over time is going to cause your muscles to contract harder. And it's going to cause your muscles to swell up a little bit more, which actually affects on how aesthetic you look. So at the end of a diet, after like a small break, you want to start pushing your training performance up in the gym because you are going to be really sensitive to all the extra food that you push inside your system because your food is actually going to be used for energy because you're going to be really sensitive and lean. So you can begin on training harder. And then once when you go inside like a muscle building phase, in case if that's your goal, if you don't want to maintain, but if you actually want to put on new muscle tissue, then you're going to be consuming more calories than what you're burning. But more cal but the benefit of more calories floating in your bloodstream, you're going to have more energy. And with more energy, you can actually increase the amount of work that you do inside the gym. So like, let's say during a fat loss phase, you're doing like eight sets of legs. You're, after your transformation, if your goal is to put on muscle, you probably can push that up to something like 12 sets of legs. Why? Because you simply have more energy and more calories floating around in your bloodstream. So you can, that's an excellent opportunity for you to put on muscle and address your weak parts and focus on something known as an improvement season to bring up your weak, weak body parts, basically. I hope that makes sense. That's Those are the subtle tweaks that I would actually start off with with respect to training. Now, a few 
point is like let's say during a diet during a fat loss phase if you are like doing less fatiguing exercises like let's say if you're avoiding heavy squats you're avoiding heavy deadlifts because they really increase your chances of injury when your food is low then at the end of a fat loss phase when you're in like a maintenance phase when your food is higher when you're in a muscle building phase when your food is higher than a maintenance phase you can actually do the high risk to high reward exercises basically because your recovery is going to be far more better and you might be potentially carrying a little bit more fat which would actually provide you the cushion like effect against your joints which would actually keep you safer so that's like another tweak that i would make but yeah if you want to maintain your physique you want to keep up with training for the rest of your life because the moment you get off the gym you are going to begin to lose muscle mass and the curves the shoulders the chest the back etc that's muscle cells swelling etc is slowly going to diminish away in the long run so you want to look aesthetic you want to go to the gym for the rest of your life um sorry about that that was another um apologies yep so at the end of a transformation like let's say like during your fat loss phase like let's say if you're going to the gym for some anywhere between three to five days per week for most of the people from the general population who first come to me who got a heart who, who struggled with managing their time i have them go anywhere between three to four days a week but then if they want to maintain their physique i would push them in the long run to increase their training frequency to a minimum of four days per week and if they're serious about building muscle then i'll probably push that to anywhere between four to six days per week basically depending on how much they can recover from and how much they can sustain without burning out but yeah you want to maintain your physique you want to look good you got to go to the gym no matter what like that goes without saying lifestyle wise during a fat loss phase you have everything dialed in. You're going to eat at a particular time. You're going to weigh yourself in the morning at a particular time. You're going to cook your meals at a particular time. Does that mean at the end of a fat loss phase, at the end of your transformation, you let go of the basic habits? No, not at all. I mean, those are healthy habits. Why, why would you not drink three to four liters of water? Why would you not sleep for seven hours? Why would you not um, check your weight? Why would you not cook your meal at meal on time? Because at the end of the day, a lifestyle is like a permanent change. So people who go on saying, I need something which is suitable as per my lifestyle, when they're when the 90% of their habits are extremely unhealthy, the solution for their lifestyle is to completely change their lifestyle and focus on maintaining it in the long run. So no, you don't want to let go of the basic habits, which is like going out for a walk, exposing yourself to sunlight, sleeping at a particular time cooking your meals in advance, meditating, controlling your stresses, etc. But your ability to take on more stress is going to be a bit more better at the end of a fat loss phase because at the end of because in this at the end of a fat loss phase your stress is going to be like really high because your food is low, your training performance is low as well because there's low energy inside your system and you're pushing your body to the to its extreme limits at the end of a fat loss phase when you go in a maintenance phase you begin to push your food up and your ability to take on more in life be it like more training volume more responsibilities at work more responsibilities with the family or more responsibilities even towards yourself would be would be greater so 
Yes, that would be an excellent opportunity for you to address the challenges which were put on the back and during a fat loss phase. But you still want to keep up with the basic habits. Yeah, you can't. If, if you see someone who's actually in shape, they don't really go around sleeping for four hours, binge drinking and waking up like at 12 o'clock in, in the afternoon. They still keep up with those basic habits, regardless of how much in shape they are. Like the metaphor that I can use is a rich man. Once he becomes rich, does he stop working hard? No, not really. He still continues to work hard, but the degree at which he works, the intensity at which he works slightly reduces over time because he's got a surplus of funds roaming around in his bank account and he can delegate a couple of other things. So yes, from a lifestyle aspect, you can take on more stresses, but does that mean you forget your basic habits? The answer is no you still want to keep up with the basic habits because it's super easy to go like 20 steps backward and undo all your progress or even go like, or even become worse than when you started off from because your body's in an, is in an extremely sensitive position at the end of a transformation. So you still want to keep up with your basic habits. So yeah. Anyways, now tracking. If you want, if you want to get rich, you've got to track your money. If you want to increase your performance at work, you've got to track your performance at work. If you want to, like, let's say, get better at anything, you want to track it in an objective manner. You don't want to track it in a subjective manner. Like, let's say when someone tells me, oh, I feel lean, I feel this, I feel that. Yes, that's relevant. But feelings don't really equate to results. Yeah. So for most of my clients, I have them track their weight. I have them track their calories. I have them track their macros. I have them track their training performance. I have them track their sleep. I have them track their stressors and I have them track their mood as well. Yeah. Now the intensity at which I have them track those metrics really ranges from person to person. Some people might actually be really more than happy to track most all the variables because they get off by just simply looking at the numbers. I'm one of them because I'm really nerdy and geeky, but then some people might not really like it and for some people who don't like it, I, I'm sorry, but I can't really coach them that much. Yes, there are like a few metrics which I can actually negotiate with. But if you want to drop body fat, you want to track your weight and you want to track your body fat percentage. If you want to put on new muscle tissue, you want to track your training performance in the gym. If you want to get lean, you want to track your body fat percentage. You want to look like at your photos. You want things to be tracked. If you want to ensure that you remain in a calorie deficit, you want to measure your meals because that's going to like one small chicken breast, etc. That's not really a subjective metric, which ensures you in a calorie deficit. 100 grams of chicken breast, for example, and ensuring that you eat X number of calories at the end of the day ensures that you remain in deficit. Now, these metrics are stringently tracked during a fat loss phase. Yeah, because during a fat loss phase, your hunger levels are rising up. You don't feel like training. You don't feel like moving. You don't feel like getting up from your desk. Because your subjective feelings like hunger, energy levels, sleep, digestion, stress, they're all over the place and they are pretty much clouding your rational judgment. So at the end of a fat loss phase, when you go inside a maintenance phase and after a few weeks spent at maintenance while still, while still keeping up with the basic habits, should you track everything? The answer is no. So for example, in case if you're tracking your weight from Monday to Sunday, like across all the seven days of the week to give yourself like a weekly average. I would go like, I would tell the client, you know what? Why don't we switch to something like you tracking your weights for like four days in a week? 
you know, which is like a bit of a middle ground between like around the time in which is a bit of a middle ground compared to when you were actually in the fat loss phase, when you were actually tracking your weight for all the seven days of the week. Stop demonizing weighing scales and the weight if you don't know how to use it properly, okay? You need to come on a middle ground if you want to maintain your weight for the rest of your life, basically. You want to still look at those metrics. If you were tracking all your, all your four meals throughout the throughout your fat loss phase, if you were tracking all your meals and you were measuring them, you were inputting them on MyFitnessPal, which is a food tracking app, by the way, an excellent app, in my opinion, a very useful one. If you're tracking all your meals and that stresses you out, then at the end of a fat loss phase, when you go inside a maintenance phase where you learn how to maintain your new physique, you want to come on a middle ground between tracking and not tracking. So like, let's say, let's say an example, like, let's say if you have like four meals, the last meal I'd go like, don't track it, just simply eat mindfully and tune in with your subjective feelings, like how full do you feel, whether you feel an eight on 10 full or whether you feel an, a 10 on 10 full. So I would try to bring you back in connection with your cognitive feelings, basically. That's the first point. That's one way to do it. Then the second way to do it would be like, let's say fruits and vegetables are really low in calories, even when you track them. So I'd go like, let's not track your fruits and vegetables. Let's track only your protein and your calories, basically. That's another way to do it. And the third way to do it would be, okay, let's phase away from using my fitness pal and looking at food objectively by using a food scale and a food tracking app, which helps you know how many calories you consume to more of like something which you can use anywhere, like a portion size guide, like using your palmfuls, using your fistfuls, etc. But a, a degree of tracking needs to be there if you want to maintain your weight for the rest of your life. That's how I would coach a beginner. Yes, you're going to fail in the starting slightly. You might put on like a kilo or, or two. But in the long run, the more you do it, the more advanced you become, the more you'd go like, okay, I look at this particular meal. This looked like 200, 300 calories. I don't need to track it. All the mental math is just going on ahead. So advanced athletes, advanced like people who are in really good shape and who have been doing this for years, they don't really track their meals. That's because they've done the basics for so long that it's already registered in their subconscious. But that takes time. Yes, you need to be patient, my friend. You don't really need to go like, okay, you know what? Transformation is over. I need to go. I need to not track. At the end of a transformation, you want to restore yourself back to normality while still keeping up with the basic habits. And then over time, you can have new goals like, hey, I'm going to get rid of tracking, etc. That's like one way to do it. Now, with regards to tracking your steps, like we all live in an environment where we are extremely sedentary. So you want to find what works the best for you. In case if you've got a really sedentary job, you know, you still want to wear that fitness watch and still keep up to date with your steps. But if you work as a construction worker, if you work as a personal trainer, and at the end of a transformation, you are still moving heavily when you're in a maintenance phase, etc. You don't want to track your steps. You can let go of it, you know. And, but yeah, to a certain degree, if you want to look a certain way, you want, want to have a few metrics and track basically. And if you're on a muscle building phase, you're going to be pushing in vast amounts of food in your system and you're not going to feel like doing it. Does that mean you shouldn't be tracking around that time? No, if you don't feel like doing something and 
you have to do it in that and then in that case you need the objective metrics to be there but if you don't feel like doing something and you don't want to do it then you don't need to track it and if you don't feel like doing something and if you want to do it if you still want to hold on to whatever progress you've accumulated then the degree of tracking is going to be slightly lesser the ease the ease, the stress of tracking would be slightly lesser but yeah that's basically it this is my thought and the way i coach my clients with respect to their transformations so yeah i hope i pretty much covered everything wait there's one last topic known as supplements should you keep up with the supplements for the rest of your life now for most of my clients who actually hop on a transformation journey with me, I don't really give them supplements like uh, whey protein, glutamine, etc. I prescribe them health-based supplements like omega-3s, vitamin Cs, multivitamin, zinc, magnesium, etc. These are just so that we ensure we fill in the missing gaps of nutrients that they don't really get from their diet. So at the end of a transformation, no matter how healthy their meals might actually be, I'll still keep up with the supplements and during the maintenance phase when your food is high i would go like, okay let's get rid of a few basic supplements like uh, multivitamin because your food is going to be high up so we can get rid of a multivitamin because the chances of you being in a nutrient deficiency are going to be far less but would i remove the other supplements nope you need omega-3 but do you eat fish every day nope so you need omega-3 you need zinc but do you eat fruits and vegetables in the quantities that you are actually supposed to eat chances are most likely no same goes for magnesium so i would let the supplements remain in when the person is in a caloric surplus when the person is in a muscle building phase when they're pushing in vast amounts of food inside their system then the degree at which i might get rid of the supplements would be far more greater but i would never completely get rid of the supplements because in today's environment the food is extremely processed and it's extremely devoid of nutrients basically so yeah, I hope I pretty much covered everything. And the moral of the story is, if you want to look a certain way, you need to behave a certain way. If you want to behave a certain way, you need to end, you need to become that person. More of like the fake it till you make it sort of an analogy. Like your identity change needs to change on a deeper level. The people whom you hang around with needs to change on, on a deeper level. Your environment needs to change on a deeper level. So it's not only a physiological change, but it's also more of like a psychological change and, and an identity change. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you like this podcast. And if it if you can just like, subscribe, share, and follow me, that would mean a lot. And for anybody who's looking to transform their physique, improve their confidence on the way they look and feel, and optimize their health, drop me an email on yashgyan.fitness at gmail.com. And we can discuss more about your goals. Anyways, have a nice day, fellas. And speak to you soon. Ciao.